And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your host, Joel, and joining me back from his medically induced sabbatical is Matt, <laughs> everyone. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better. My face doesn't look like Elephant Man anymore, so that's good. Yeah, more more dental problems here on the comic multiverse. If you ever wanted to pinpoint our true antagonist, our greatest foe, uh, Matt and I have a lot of problems with our teeth. Uh, Matt was just telling me he goes Wednesday for the second part of his thing, and uh, I go for the first time on Wednesday. <laughs> I finally got a guy who could pencil me in. He's the most expensive guy in my area, but he's the only one who's actually <laughs> taking, uh, what is it, actually taking referrals at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's, it's so annoying, especially because, like, when I went to the dentist, they, like, x-rayed me and, like, I say, hey, mm -hmm. you got an infection and stuff, but it's, like, on a tooth that's, like, fine. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, like, they're, huh. like, why, I, we don't we don't really know why, but we'll, we'll pull it and, like, we'll, we'll, like, check it out and everything. And Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's, like, a back one, so... And that'll be $300 just for the x-ray and just for being in our presence. Well, Thanks. well, I got Medicare, so I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm pretty covered by that. So. I, I, I do not. Again, people are always amazed when they're like, oh, I thought dentistry was covered, you know, under Canada Socialized Medicine. Mm -hmm. Nope, no dental, no vision. It's not covered here, but we get, um, like, really heavy discounts and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I know there's a new thing Trudeau is trying to push through right now. He joined with uh, Jamit Singh, the leader of the NDP, mm -hmm. and their deal is like, okay, we're we're going to work together for, like, the next five years, and we're going to agree to vote on stuff together to keep <laughs> all the crazy people out of office and their goddamn trucks and convoys and everything. <laughs> and one of the things the NDP wanted forever is better, more affordable dentistry. And I'm like, thank fuck it's about goddamn time yeah that yeah it, it's like every seems to be like every country like dentistry isn't included in a, a d dentistry mm -hmm. and um and vision vision yeah vision i don't know why those two things ended up being such the freaking rackets that they are but they are i know right i oh, oh the, like people i know that have uh dentist friends or something just say like oh it's just it's just insane how much they charge for certain shit oh you need you need you need uh like uh the needle to like actually numb it so you don't like scream yeah. in pain oh that'll be four hundred dollars at least Insane. for that yeah I think it breaks down to the fact, too, that when it comes to vision and when it comes to dentistry, it's all still a mystery to us. We don't know how it works, so we just kind of have to take their word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like the last industries where there's still, like, mystery going on. And, yeah, I, I need a lot of work because I'm a YouTuber and I don't have any Medicaid. So, like, I just kind of take it as it goes. I got two that need to come out. I got one that was out, and I never got a replacement, and I never got, like, a bridge or anything for it, so I'm going to have to do that at some point. So it's it's a whole freaking thing. I, I had actually planned. I had actually saved some money and was even donated some money uh, before COVID, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I should really put this towards that. And then COVID happened. I'm like, well, yeah. I need to spend this money to live, so that ain't happening. Yeah. The minute someone figures out how to, like, 3D print, like, teeth mm -hmm. affordable, it's just got to, like, be fucking over destroy them. the whole entire industry. Oh, again, I'm sure they have lobbyists out there making goddamn sure that uh, that'll never happen. <laughs> They're killing the people that are coming up with the technology. <laughs> you, you know how George Lucas says that he would, like, smash every copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special? Yeah, he could. Yeah. Every dentist would destroy a 3D printer if he could. <laughs> uh, can't I just skip ahead to where I'm old and I have dentures and I don't have to give a shit anymore? <laughs> 
Hey, do we got any fans in Mexico? Any Mexican fans? Do you guys know any dentists? I know a lot of people that's a big part of dental <laughs> tourism to go there and just get it done because it's like a fraction of the cost. That's another yeah. messed up thing about it. Fraction of the cost, same medicine depending on where you go in the exactly world. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like Mexican dentists study in the States and then go back home. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? <laughs> Friggin' dentistry, man. I swear this isn't just gonna be the tooth cast. I swear we have yes. actual stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're not the we're not the dental cast yet. Yeah, really. Not yet, but I mean if this episode does great, I mean I am totally fine completely <laughs> changing trajectories as we get closer <laughs> to three hundred episodes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode, everyone, because uh, there was not a lot of comics that came out this week, which was honestly kind of awesome because it's yeah. the closest thing Matt and I get to a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it was extra helpful for me as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Being down. And out. Oh, man, I, I got that big static video done that I've been working on forever. I was really happy about getting that done, and everyone nice. seems to like it. So thank you, everyone who watched me cover Static Season 1. I played a lot of Elden Ring nice nice I, I did see you've been playing i I played some last night and actually ended up beating uh melania M oh melania. Nice, the, the, really... the, the boss everyone says was really hard i beat her on my second go really because that's the boss that hits really fast and gets health yes. back every time she hits you yes and i ended up beating her a second time with some friends and it's like nice. well, what's what's the problem because i see people all the time because my tiktok's filled with elden ring videos and it's all of people course. like complaining about how hard about she how is and like what is. level are you fighting her at i know right see i think some people too some people haven't figured out yet that upgrading your gear is actually more important than upgrading yourself too so i think some yeah. people go in with under leveled gear that's true yeah all my gear is all upgraded all my swords are level 25 uh when uh, when last we met uh, i was decrying my uh what is it my uh my faith based build i'm like what the fuck did i decide <laughs> to do a faith build this is stupid so i've managed to after many hours and doing all the limb veil dungeons getting some good talismans i have now gone to the dark side of a dex heavy dual scimitar build with bleed <laughs> lovely lovely does the scimitars are you, can you do a jump attack with them where he jumps yes, and, and brings them both down. Make sure you get the claw talisman. Yes, I've seen that. I'm on the lookout for that. You you do a jump, but here's the thing. With the two scimitars, your jump attack with two isn't nearly as good as your running attack. Because your running attack, mm -hmm. and you get like four quick ones in before you even get started. And if you have the double-bladed talisman that I have and the wing talisman that I just mm -hmm. got, you can keep upping that damage. Yeah, and the claw talisman uh, ups the damage of the jump attacks yes which looks really awesome and then there's also the 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 armor i'm wearing which is a big like long cape made of feathers mm, that i've seen that that also ups the the jump attack as well looks like it came right out of freaking bloodborne that one yeah it does i i just beat the clear rot knight there uh to get the wing talisman and i'm mm -hmm. like wow this dungeon fucking sucks it's all poison what's at the yes. end of it oh a knight that does holy damage awesome just wait <laughs> wait until you get to the uh the river of rot which is it's literally mm. like a lake a the size of, of a, a literally a level the size of that lake area that swamp area it's just all rot yeah i'm and in you the have lake to traverse right. it to get to a boss <laughs> I'm in the lake right now. I'm trying to get in the magic school. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. That guy four towns ago told me I need a key. Shit. Yes, the key is behind it, guarded by a dragon. 
and also up in the rafters if you can get there. And I'm like, I ain't doing that rafter shit. I'm gonna go yeah. deal with the dragon in yeah. a couple levels. <laughs> just, just go, the dra- the keys were behind the dragon. Just like do what I did at that lower level and just like run past it, grab the key, and fuck off. <laughs> I found the guy who gives you prawns too, so I've been doing oh, that. Prawn he seems guy, like a good yeah. Prawn guy. One of the only nice guys, him and the big jar guy, Alexandra, are like the only two guys who aren't like cruel weirdos. Wait, wait till you meet uh, Pope Turtle. Oh, yeah, I haven't met Pope Turtle. I see everyone talking about how great Pope Turtle is, and I've yet to find the Pope Turtle. Uh, you'll find him soon. I mean, he's a po- he's a turtle in a hat, so I mean, you know, of course I'm going to love him. <laughs> how could I not? uh but yeah like i said everyone not a lot of actual comics to read this week but a ton of comic book news uh both from this week and last week i guess the biggest story the one that everyone's talking about and the fact i've even seen the chat talking about it too uh discovery the brand new owners of warner brothers and there and by the owners of dc entertainment uh put out a big statement this week saying they plan to overhaul the dc universe you know they're really they're really gonna get down there they're gonna you know roll up their sleeves and they're gonna get in there and they're gonna make it work damn it and if that <laughs> sounds familiar it's exactly what at&t said last time yes. when they acquired all of this did AT- at&t didn't actually like do anything though well, because they barely had it for that long. Yeah. They bought it, and then they quickly sold off the pieces to other people. Yeah, because everything that's come out so far was things that was already happening like during the AT&T buyout. Absolutely. And even funnier still, people are like, oh, you know, they're going to have sweeping changes. Oh, sweeping changes are coming. Uh, guys, there's already like Justice Society of America and that Black Adam movie yeah. and all this stuff. They, they got two years worth of stuff to burn through. Flashpoint, maybe. We'll talk about Flashpoint later. Before they even get to all these big high-minded changes they're talking about. Again, whenever stuff like this happens, it never happens right away. Yeah, and they push back like Aquaman and Flash to like next year. Because sure they were meant to come out this the end of this year. So, like, so it's even longer. Yeah, and you again, got Black the... Adam and Shazam and all these other yep. fucking Batgirl, Blue Beetle. Yep. Again, all the other stuff that's like question mark, like new seasons of Doom Patrol, new seasons of that Titans show. Hey, what about the animated stuff? Uh, Harley Quinn season three is coming back. Young Justice hasn't been renewed yet. Mm-hmm. There's like so many big question marks like, well, surely they're going to want to make a sequel to the Batman because it did so good. But well, now there's new bosses and new heads that, you know, they're going to have to talk to about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, James Gunn's probably going to want to do more Peacemaker, right? Peacemaker was huge, so they're probably going to want to do more. But again, new bosses now. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like the, the the one thing that the guy said when he was talking about it was uh, that we need to bring Superman back. Mm. We need to bring him yes. back because they, they've, like, fucking wasted him. I, again, I think the thing there is, like, you know, we, we have this asset that is depreciating and it shouldn't be. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. Superman yeah. is the most well-known superhero, most recognizable superhero in the world. You own the rights to it and you're doing diddly dick with it. Exactly, yeah. I'm glad even just from a cold corporate money standpoint, this guy's like, why aren't we doing anything with this? What What's the problem? And again, I can only imagine that guy having to be told, hey, you know what? Uh, we actually totally bet on the wrong horse and that guy fucked it up, killed him, made him a weirdo, put him in a black suit and then peaced out. Yeah, yeah. But at least we got a good TV suit, man. 
we got a really good TV Superman, right? And that's another thing. You know, what a, what about these CW shows as an extension for that? And we're going to talk more about that, too, because a lot of the CW shows that you like either have not been renewed yet for this season because the new bosses have to look it over. Or, uh, again, when we talk about The Flash later on, there's talk that they may even just completely short the seasons. Yeah. I, well, at least I know Superman and Lois is getting another season, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. It's good shit. It deserves it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing from this discovery article is they said, you know, they really, they really want their own Kevin Feige. You know, we want our <laughs> own Kevin Feige to help us with our direction and help manage things. And I'm like, no, really, you do. You want your own. <laughs> You've guy only with just the magic. realized it. <laughs> yeah, you only now. You want a guy with the golden touch, the man that lays the golden eggs and can seemingly do no wrong. Really, you want one of those? No. <laughs> yeah, you put all your eggs in the basket of Zack Snyder, and that didn't work out very well, did it? absolutely also wait didn't was, wasn't jj abrams gonna do that for you too Apparently. oh no wait that was at&t that was the last regime oh yeah yeah, yeah. D- n- d- pay no attention to the jj abrams behind the curtain <laughs> but wait isn't he working on that animated batman show yeah with like five other people whatever mm-hmm. was it wasn't jeff john supposed to be your guy yeah he's a comic book guy we don't listen to him he never had the power he claimed to have he would just say things and then we wouldn't listen to him yeah yeah again if it was that easy to get your own once in a lifetime kevin feige every studio would be doing it and you know we'd be watching like the 10th dark universe movie now from universal <laughs> you, you would think that jeff johns would be the correct thing because him and kevin feige work together yeah like uh in the early days for like um richard donner's company and then like yeah. on the excellent films and then they they, they their paths branch where he where kevin went into movies and he went into mm. comics yep oh we'll we'll talk about jeff johns too because jeff johns did a thing this week we gotta talk about <laughs> which again i think might explain a lot but uh yeah who realistically who do we think could be the kevin feige guy because again we talked about abrams we talked about johns and honestly, the more and more I think about it, I don't think you should get a well-known fan. I don't think you should get a guy who is going to have a lot of, like, in-the-weeds thoughts and everything. I think Kevin Feige works because no one had heard about him before. Yeah. And he, you know, he's a fan, but he's not, like, a mega fan. He's, you know, a guy who can make schedules and make mm-hmm. shit work. I think you just need to get a super relatable guy like that who isn't going to have a swelled ego. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult to to pick a guy especially like i've seen people saying oh james gunn should do it james gunn doesn't mm. want to do that we know he, he doesn't, doesn't want to do, do it. it people again i've said paul dini no not really or bruce tim again no not really they they have no name cachet in hollywood yeah yeah no one's gonna they listen have, to them again they are fan favorites but they have no pull as much as i love them they have no pull yeah maybe jim lee jim lee again does he have studio pull i know he's like a big comic book name he's been involved in a lot of the different companies and everything oh, and also i want to say he, he probably the, does would, would he be the sort of guy to get a swelled ego i wonder if mm. if suddenly he starts making a bunch of wildcats <laughs> i don't i don't know if he he does have a swelled ego he doesn't seem like the type of guy i mean no. is he still that that editor and you know how he had that role that um oh yeah uh dan didio had for a little yeah, bit executive editor and she basically yeah. where it's like well who's even running dc comics anymore yeah after Deanie left and they're like oh well he has this job and someone has another yeah i don't even know anymore and the fact that at&t doesn't own them anymore means they're probably going to change that up again yeah yeah that was like another thing like they wanted to have uh 
kind of DC separate, like kind of like how Marvel is separate from yeah. uh, Disney and everything. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy helping us out there. A thematic DC villain Verde may do well. I want to see Eradicator on the big screen. Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, we kind of got Eradicator in Superman and Lois. Yeah, I guess we did. It was a different kind of Eradicator. Yeah, yeah I want I want the Bret Hart shade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like they need to get a power producer that people could like and that could whip all this into uh, whip all of this into shape. Though honestly, I think their biggest problem is gotta make good movies that people like and yeah. want to see and then build on that success i think warner brothers biggest problems in the dc universe is they never had a direction or if they did they would quickly course correct well not not only that not uh and just not be embarrassed by like the properties you have because like obviously the the, the Snyder universe is, is like a uh is them saying like oh we, these characters are silly we need to make them adult and dark and gritty dark and gritty yeah again nolan did it and he succeeded so everything has to be that now yeah yeah maybe try and figure out who your audience is because that was my biggest problem with like the whole slate of dc warner brothers movies i'm like who is this even for it's very scattershot yeah it's too adult and serious for children most of this and yet it's also too immature and you know uh shallow yeah. for like uh, any adults so i'm like who who is this even for who you're trying to get here honestly teen boys i think was the main thing and people you know who think and feel like teen boys felt like the most of it of what they were trying to capture yeah. and that's not to say they didn't do good stuff aquaman was fun i liked most of wonder woman mm-hmm the Suicide Squad was good. Yep. Hell, uh, even Birds of Prey was pretty fun. Didn't make a lot of money, but there was fun stuff in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where they're at right now with this. And honestly, do you, do you think they can salvage any of it? Or do you think that they're just going to need to do a full teardown start over? Or embrace the whole multiversity of it all and be like, yeah, 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 that DC Universe happened over here. We're on to the new DC Universe now. Yeah, why? Well, I, I definitely think they need to like fully just wipe the slate clean and just start again. But and the problem, the real problem with this is, is that they have their chance with Flash, but yes. but Flash has already been made, so it's already like they can't put in their like <laughs> mandates, like you know, like we need this, this, and this at the end of this film to set up this new DC universe. So it <laughs> it, it has already been made, but whether or not it ends up seeing the light of day anytime <laughs> soon is a whole other story and in fact you know let's let, let's hop right into that now because it's a good segue uh dc this week or last week i guess canceled an ezra miller flash comic prequel that they were you know going to have to come out alongside the movie but of course that ended up getting canceled and now no one knows when anything is happening because apparently everything is on irrevocable hold after Ezra Miller got themselves arrested in Hawaii for drunken disorderly at a karaoke bar. Yeah, for threatening a bunch of people. This isn't the first time he's done something like this. Uh, yeah, they, it's, a, it's a whole fucking deal. Apparently, uh, Miller has just been a fucking menace in Hawaii, threatening people at karaoke bars for singing karaoke. Other people are saying that uh, they've been breaking into houses and starting yep. all sorts of trouble. And everything, Taking people's he, passports and what <laughs> yeah everything just, just erratic ass behavior where i'm like okay we're either gonna find out that they have a big drug problem they've been dealing with 
or they have some sort of undiagnosed mental illness because when you're rich and famous, people don't call you crazy. They call you eccentric and they let you get away with it forever until you hurt someone or until you screw up so publicly it becomes a problem. Yeah, it, uh, I, it it's just so strange that WB like put all of their money and all of their backing behind this person this because he's in he's like one of the main characters in those fantastic beast movies which yes. aren't doing very well either no which are also getting marred and apparently that last one was like a real massive bomb and like oh yeah this is dead in the culture right now and even again warner brothers is apparently putting the brake on those now yeah. too because they're like look we don't know if this person is going to be okay to do these we don't know what is up with any of this people have turned on rowling people aren't going to the theaters freaking sonic is making more than us right now <laughs> Hey, there's a there's a shared universe that worked. Get the Sonic guy to run the <laughs> Warner Brothers. Who's yeah. who's in charge of the Sonic cinematic universe? <laughs> I know someone who knows what they're fucking doing. Like like I joke, but wow, you made two movies <laughs> in an interconnected universe and are talking about more spin-offs from Sonic and people seem genuinely excited. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so whatever plans they had for Flash and had for Flashpoint are probably going to have to be tabled for a little bit because this is a pretty big, pretty public screw-up for someone who is supposed to be the star of your movie, even though it seemed like maybe they were downplaying Miller's involvement because it's like, oh, we got Keaton back and we got a new Supergirl. It, we, we got... it never was a Flash film. It was like everyone else's film except Flash film. It's a thing we had to do because Flashpoint is a name we know from the comics and it could help us put our shot back in order there. But yeah, oof, this is this is a rough scenario for them. This is like, yikes. This is this is the sort of thing you fear as a PR person. Yeah, and it, it kind of makes you wonder as well, maybe they knew something was coming because they pushed that film back not too long yes. ago. Because it just kind of came out of the blue as well. Well... Well, that's the other thing, too. You know, as soon as the arrest became public, there were more reports coming out that apparently Miller had gotten themselves like in trouble on set and was prone to outbursts and strange <laughs> behavior to where I'm like, OK, well, you know, this is Warner Brothers saying this. And we know Warner Brothers occasionally makes shit up about people they're fighting <laughs> with. So I'm going to maybe give Miller the benefit of the doubt on this one, even though it's like, yeah, that checks out. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, remember, because, again, like, months even before this, there was that video circulating mm -hmm. of Miller choke slamming that woman yep. in some foreign city. And, oh, boy, Warner Brothers was quick to play that down and be like, what video? We didn't see it. There's no date. That yeah, woman didn't come out. It didn't happen. Didn't really get much traction, did it? Yeah. No, no. And then, then they put Miller away forever, and Miller didn't yep. do any interviews for them, didn't talk about anything, until DC Fandom when they showed up looking really shitty and disheveled. And <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, I fucking remember that, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the picture is amazing. You got to find it. I'm like, okay, now this is starting to paint a picture. And then Miller made really, like, a really weird Instagram live video calling out a super specific local branch of the KKK. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes, yeah, yeah. He was going to kill out all the KKK or something. <laughs> to which I'm like, hey, man, that's what a hero would do. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little weird you know? you're doing it on Instagram, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a little weird you're, you know, calling for the abolitionist fight against white <laughs> supremacy on Instagram. But all right, this is this is better than choke slamming that woman. was was that woman involved with the clan is it all connected ezra <laughs> you've got to tell us if it's all connected do do they work out of the karaoke bar in hawaii have you been you know doing a one-person battle against the forces of evil did you get two 
into the Flash character? <laughs> the answer is no, of course, none of that. Again, probably drugs, probably mental illness. Yeah, and it makes me think that, like, obviously, the Flash film got pushed back, like, almost a year, like a full yes. year. So it makes me think, oh, are we going to get, like, reshoot? Like, because... Like with the new company coming in, this is like the perfect opportunity to change to shit, change yeah. something to like make it course correct and everything. And makes me wonder whether they'll actually do that. Yeah, I, I feel like if they had the opportunity, they would take it, and they might very well take it. Now, obviously, with all this news coming out about you know the the star of the Flashpoint movie seemingly unraveling, it is very interesting that around the same time they also announced that the next Grant Gustin season of the Flash season nine which they weren't sure if Gustin was going to take it or not, is probably going to happen, but they're probably going to cut the episode order in half, which has led a lot of people to, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory time, being like, wait, did they cut that season in half because they want Gustin to go and film some <laughs> stuff for Flashpoint because, you know, he's the good non-problematic <laughs> Flash? That, yeah, I, I keep seeing people saying it's like, it'd be really great if, like, this, the season ends with him going into the film and, like, oh. becoming the Flash of the like the film universe i think he he really does deserve it if 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 he wants to do that but um yeah i i mean he could i mean he'd have to kind of film something for the flash and if the film's dealing with like multiverses and stuff because like technically the dceu is a universe in the cw arrowverse being that they've they've met yeah they've met yeah, Miller and Gustin have met, which makes me think this this would be so easy from a writing standpoint, and it would literally fix every one of your yeah. problems. You, you're not sure if you want to keep making Flash TV shows. Uh, Grant Gustin's movie career hasn't really taken off. He did, like, that fucking thing about the dog. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a dog movie. I'm like, why? Well, you you're like a big star on TV, and you're doing a dog movie. Yeah. Uh, Miller is proving to be unreliable. You get the guy from the TV show that the fans like and has proved to, you know, be able to hold his own and wants to start a film career and doesn't want to be locked down to a TV show forever. Okay, you're a movie actor now. You're our movie Flash now. You save this movie. We get to make some money off it. You know, you get to be, you know, the film star you want it to be. It kind of fixes everything. It does. And I, I guess, like, because like, I know... um. Gustin has said in the past, like being on the Flash, it can be very like trying because it's like long hours and shit and all that sort of stunts and all that. So I, I could I could see them doing the movie in that the fact that he'd only have to be like filming for like six months and then yeah. like take the rest of the year off, sort of thing. The episode order is ridiculous because yep. again, there's like so many episodes in these CW shows. Again, to, I love they're like, oh, we're gonna cut it back now. I'm like, no, you should have cut it back like five seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. I I, I caught up on Flash recently, and yeah, it's like the episodes there. It's like you didn't need any of this shit in this in this show. Just skip it all. Just skip it I, all. I stopped watching after what is it after COVID clearly knocked the shit out of the show. And after all those mm -hmm. other actors started mm -hmm. leaving to where I'm like, okay, if you guys don't want to be here, I don't want to be here either. It's funny. I really thought about this. And I know we've talked about this on the show. The flash show is in such a weird position because it's been going on longer than any flash comic run has ever gone on. <laughs> yeah. And they have cannibalized every Barry story, every Wally story, every famous flash story you can think of to where they started to have, have to like adapt joshua williamson stuff from yep. like only a couple years ago I'm like there's nowhere left to go for this show yeah well you know it's it's definitely clear in this new in this new season because there's like episodes where like like he's not fighting like i don't even know who the fucking big bad of this season is 
Oh like, really? Like at the moment they they were, they did like a bunch of episodes dedicated to uh uh Deathstorm. Oh really? And they had Deathstorm appear with fucking what's his name Ronnie coming back. Uh, Stephen Amell's brother. He right. was Firestorm. Yeah. He fucking came back and they they got the Deathstorm. Deathstorm looks cool, but like okay, sure. Why? <laughs> Again, you're you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. You, you know who Deathstorm is? It Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But they are they are bringing back a uh, a, a, a reverse Flash or a Flash like um a speedster villain, you know, as usual. Of course. Uh, actually, no. I I thought they did something great with the second reverse Flash at the end of uh, Legends of Tomorrow this season. I don't know if you're keeping up with that show, but they did something fun with him. I haven't. No, what happened? Uh, so basically, uh, the legends, because they lost their time machine and they have to get back, uh, they have to try and uh, stop the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand to stop uh, <laughs> World War One from happening. The only problem is every time someone tries to stop that, they are mysteriously murdered and they're like, well, who the hell is killing these people? Is it the timeline correcting itself? No, it's the reverse Flash, Eobar Thawne, who after he got stolen by the time race and everything, this is like his work release program. <laughs> defending this fixed point in time uh, that's kind of cool <laughs> it's super clever actually and he's like a good guy now and he's like look sarah i don't want to do this forever i learned the error of my ways because i've had like a million years to yeah. sit here and think about what i've done and you know this is shitty oh also they meet booster gold at the end too i i did see booster gold and it was done with Faison, and it was really yes. cool because he was playing golf on like a battlefield yep. i saw that it was pretty cool <laughs> yep that was okay again every time i think i'm done with legends of tomorrow i'm like <laughs> it okay, reels you back in <laughs> yeah, okay you got a couple more episodes it, out of me. it does legends. something right. comic bookish it does something like from the comics very yeah in fact it, in fact like literally that season ends with all of them in booster gold getting sent to like super secret time jail for time crimes nice is the is this is the um eobard thorn in there is that tom kavanaugh no, it's the other guy. Oh, the other guy. Okay, because Tom Cavanaugh's coming back as, oh, like, I think either Eobard or, like, they fe- they saw, like, pictures of him on set in, like, a black Flash costume. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh really was the secret weapon of that show. It, it really was, was never as good when he wasn't around. No, no, he was fantastic. And now that he's gone, it's just terrible. Either the, the supporting cast on that show at the moment is just awful. Uh, it really hit the point where it's like, okay, you know, the, the original cast was leaving, they didn't want to do it anymore, and the new people you got aren't half as interesting. No, not at all. It reminds me, I'm like, oh, this is this is why DC Comics have crises. This is why they set everything back every five to eight yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Because once you go for too long and exhaust every storyline. Yeah, well, and then that and that's the thing, that the problem that this year we're not getting a crossover, because the crossover is mm-hmm. happening in the comics. Yes, yes, which I'm sure you'll talk about when we talk about what we read this week. Yeah. Uh, and moving on from there, we actually do have some comic news here. Uh, Miss Marvel, ahead of her brand new Disney Plus show, she's not getting a brand new series like I thought she was going to. She has a mini right now that's coming to a close mm-hmm. instead. She's getting a brand new team-up series, Miss Marvel Team-Up, which are going to be small three-issue arcs written by a ton of different writers like Lee Williams, and it's actually going to see Kamala join forces with some darker, edgier heroes you wouldn't expect, like Wolverine and Moon Knight and Venom. But they're doing the world's finest route where you've got, like, the Superman Miss Marvel and, like, the the edgier Batman with Wolverine and all these other characters. That's cool. 
it, it works. It's a it's a tried and true method, and I'm like, okay, this might be a good excuse to get people to pick up Miss Marvel books <laughs> who wouldn't normally uh, pick up Miss Marvel books. Yeah, you like Moon Knight? We'll read Moon Knight when in this issue along with a new character who'll be getting a Disney Plus show soon. Absolutely. Yeah, they could have some fun stuff to talk about there. Hey, you're a Muslim. I'm Jewish. How about that? Yeah. Wolverine, hey, you know, the, the Wolverine seal of approval, you ju Jubilee, Kitty Pride, all of these young women that I mentored went on to big things, Bob. <laughs> it's kind of my thing that I do. I'll mentor the hell out of you. My daughter is now Wolverine. You'll become Captain Marvel soon. <laughs> soon enough. Yeah, really. It's it's kind of, it's the Wolverine bump. It's a real thing. <laughs> you hang out with them long enough. That's going to uh, be really interesting with Wolverine. I wonder if they'll do anything with the uh, Inhuman X-Men Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. They, they teamed up ever so briefly in the G Willow Wilson run, mm -hmm. and it was basically just that joke I was making, where because yeah. Kamala's such a nerd, she's like, "Oh, some of my favorite heroes teamed up with you before their careers really took off." <laughs> yeah, that was Wolverine back when he was wearing like the onesie costume, the black and yellow that was all one thing. Oh, yep. That's how long ago that was. And Venom will be interesting too, because will it be the Eddie Venom or will it be the new Dylan Venom? Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Because wouldn't it be funny? She's like, wait, you mean you're just a kid? You're just a couple years older than me? What the fuck? <laughs> I'd like to think that, that, that like that's the reveal at the end. Like they've gone through all of this stuff and then Venom like goes away and it's just like this little kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not little anymore. They aged Dylan up in that new story. He went from like 10 to like 15. Oh, really? Maybe even 17 now because he was hanging out in a bar last issue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You know, he, he's at least old enough that they don't card him anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that looks fun. I'll definitely pick some of these up. I haven't picked up the new miniseries. I was going to wait for it to be done. It's a time travel story, apparently. Is that that, that act, action something story? Uh, uh, Miss Marvel Beyond, I want to call yeah, it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's a, it's a time travel story, and Loki is involved. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, Loki was actually a big part of Miss Marvel for a couple arcs there, so they know each other. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, after that, uh, we got some DC news here. Uh, Pride Month is coming up, and both DC and Marvel are coming out with their big Pride books to celebrate it, bringing together some of the best LGBTQ plus writers and artists. And one of the most surprising additions to the DC side of things is that Kevin Conroy is going to be penning a story for them. Conroy, of course, being the original voice of Batman the Animated Series, the Batman we all know and love and is, you know, synonymous with our childhoods, basically. Yeah, and someone that I'm sure many, many, many people, me and myself included, uh, found out in this uh, article is that he's a gay man as well. I had no idea. You and I both yeah. had this like moment of like, how how did this slip past us? Yeah. We're huge comic book nerds. We're huge aficionados of Batman the Animated Series. I've listened to a hundred interviews and, you know, uh, what is it, convention panels with Conroy. How the hell did this never come up once? I had to actually search it. Apparently he came out in a Variety article in like 2016 and I'm like, oh yeah, a lot of stuff was happening in 2016 in the news. Yeah. I guess that got buried. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's, it's cool it's cool very much so yeah hey the batman we all know and love and grew up with happens to be a gay man and i felt so stupid when i really stopped and thought about him like oh yeah because he's an actor who came up in the world of musical 
theater and in the hundreds of interviews he gave, never once did he mention a wife or a girlfriend or anything like that. And even when he goes to conventions as an older guy, normally like the older guys come with their significant other and he never did. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that should have been should have been such a giveaway. Damn, I thought I had good gaydar. Apparently I don't. I always just thought he was just playing up the whole, you know, I, I'm Batman. I'm like the, the billionaire playboy. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm an international man of mystery. Yeah. Like, uh, true story. Uh, what was it at the uh, Philadelphia Comic Con there? Uh, what is it? Sal from Comic Pop actually ran the panel with him, and we got to sit in an auditorium and everything. He came, did the thing, he sang, he had the whole crowd in the palm of his hand, and then literally we turned around and he was gone. <laughs> I shit you not, he was just gone. And I'm like, anyone else? <laughs> would do that i'd be like wow that motherfucker but i'm like dude batman batman on us <laughs> we turned around and he's gone <laughs> uh also too as far as pride issue goes i think the dc one was much better than the marvel one last year i hope marvel actually ups their game yeah yeah well, they, they coming out around the same time uh yeah i think they come out in the same week oh okay cool which is good, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked the DC one from last year because, mm. you know, it's like the only time we got to read about Renee Montoya question in years. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Someone remembered this character exists. Why doesn't she have a book? <laughs> She's so good in this story. That uh, that was the issue, too, where because they were still trying to push a Eclipso for Stargirl. So yeah. they have, like, Aqualad going to his first Pride Parade and Eclipso pops out. It's like, nah, I'm going to make mischief here for all you gays. <laughs> oh, no, there's more gay superheroes now than ever. Shit, there's like 10 of you and one of me. Stop beating me up. <laughs> <laughs> Loved that moment. That's such a beautifully comic moment. <laughs> I, I hope that becomes a running gag. I hope Eclipso is like, I'm here to make more mischief oh god no <laughs> why so many uh but yeah so look forward to that everyone i know i'm definitely gonna cover that one i was gonna cover it but i especially want to read what he's writing i'm very intrigued yeah absolutely now continuing on uh the dc front and the batman front uh detective comics is going to be getting a brand new creative team as of issue uh 1062 about about time <laughs> I guess. I know you and I held such a torch for Mariko Tamaki for so long, but I feel like the whole, like, the story of her run on the book is she never really got to get going, did she? No, and when she did, she had to shoehorn Batman into the fucking story. <sighs> That's just so sad. I had such high hopes for Tamaki on that book because, again, hey, first woman, uh, Canadian woman, Asian woman writing a Batman book, and it just kind of ended up being like, oh, that should have been so much more. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the new creative team you'll probably know pretty well. It's Ram V and Raphael Albuquerque, uh, who are going to be starting a brand new story, a four-issue arc called Gotham Nocturne. Yeah, and they're taking uh, inspiration from, like, uh, gothic opera, Phantom mm. of the Opera sort of stuff. Yep, the, uh, the art I saw looks cool. The general pitch is uh, Batman thinks he's going crazy in Gotham City because he keeps hearing this haunting ghostly melody that's, you know, slowly driving him mad. Yeah, he's hearing those goddamn bats from Elden Ring singing. <laughs> yeah, ring. <laughs> he's hearing the bells of Notre Dame. Uh, I like it. That, that very much sounds like a Ram V pitch. It sounds mm -hmm. like kind of scary, kind of horror. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he's... He's got. He did really well on that um, Justice League Dark book, uh, yeah, yeah. And the backups when that when they when Justice League and Justice League Dark became one book, it was mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, looking forward to it. 
Uh, speaking of backups, this one's actually going to have backups, too. It's going to be written by Cy Spurrier, yes. and it's going to be focusing on uh, private detective uh, Jim Gordon. Yes, uh, sir. I'm very excited. Cy Spurrier, fantastic Likewise. writer. Loved Way of X, really excited for uh, Legion of X that he's going to be doing. And yeah, I can't wait to see what he brings to Gordon. Yeah, it's, fi it's, finally a backup that sounds like it's going to be actually pretty damn good. I know, right? When was the last time we were excited for a backup, but I'm actually yeah. excited for a backup. Yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, all right, what else do we got going on from there? Ooh, uh, new X-Men books, and we were talking about X-Men. We're getting a brand new miniseries. It's called X-Terminators, which I feel is a joke we've made on this show. I, I feel like we have made that joke, yeah. It's so obvious. It's just the lowest hanging fruit, which means you know it's the sweetest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be a five-part miniseries. Uh, it's also from Lee Williams. It's going to feature an all-girl team made up of Boom Boom, Jubilee, Dazzler, and I think more. So basically a lot of characters who aren't doing anything at the moment. Yeah, I'm excited. I like Leah Williams and her uh, writing and everything. I am a little bit worried because she did write Trial of, X uh, Trial of Magneto, and that mm. turned out to be kind of a dud. That, um, that felt like a lot of meddling on that yeah. one, honestly, where it's like, look, we don't fucking know what you should do <laughs> with yeah. Scarlet Witch, so just do fucking whatever. Yeah, so hopefully this book uh, kind of captures what she did on, like, X Factor. Yeah, she's had really bad luck with the X-Men books. X Factor was a cool premise, but clearly wasn't able to maintain the fan base of people who loved crime, mystery fiction, and mm -hmm. X-Men. And yeah. then you had Trial of Scarlet Witch, where it's like, okay, well, this is a band-aid you gotta pull one way or another, so I guess you gotta do it. Yep, yep. <clears throat> and now her next series is just a mini-series, but a cool mini-series nonetheless. Yep. Uh, the Captain Coon, the new detective comic pitch, sounds like a thing they did uh, in Doctor Who 13 years ago. Tenth Doctor keeps hearing four knocks as a signal of something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Oh, yeah, maybe Ram V is a fan. Um, uh, probably. I mean, most Doctor Who stories you could probably <laughs> turn into a Batman story if you tried hard enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, hey, he's got new villains. What are they called? Uh, the Crying Alabasters? What? <laughs> Look, if he starts fighting that and a bunch of robo-men, then we'll talk. <laughs> Man, I would love to do that as a writer, just absolutely rip something off and see how long it took for people to ca catch on. <laughs> just just shamelessly rip something off that's very niche and to see if anyone caught me. Yeah, something from like an anime or something. Yeah, like how many years could I go? Because like the internet is huge and everyone's a fan of something, so it's like eventually someone would catch on. Yeah, no, no, and no, and you're like though it'll be like instant. Like you put the put it Instantly. out and be like, oh, hey, wait a minute, and they'll yeah. like they'll like show a picture of the exact panel it's from. Uh. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the trick is it's like you would have to do something in a completely different genre where it's like, what's the one genre that comic fans don't watch, read, or follow that I could steal from liberally and no one would know? Comics. <laughs> yeah, other uh, other comics, yeah. Hey, I've joked about that before. You could take a Batman story, you could take a Spider-Man story, turn them inside out, switch some characters. <laughs> and it's more or less the same. <laughs> uh, moving on from there, again, more DC comic news. The DC Round Robin Tournament, 
got hacked. That's, of course, the big fan vote that would decide uh, which of the many interesting new miniseries they would eventually uh, end up coming out with. And, yeah, surprising no one, it got fucking hacked. Well, duh. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew ex the minute they announced it, I'd be like, yeah, that's going to get hacked. It's like when they did the original one with the, where that Robin's book mm. got. I, I guarantee you the, the people who stan Robin on Twitter and everything, like... We're making multiple accounts and just spamming it to to win. Yeah, it it just begs to be corrupted and yeah. to be cheated at. So they had to go back. They had to change the bracket, and eventually the final two came down to that Superboy story and that Suicide Squad dark story that they totally didn't rip off from me. <laughs> I'm just saying a couple years ago on a very popular show, I pitched Suicide Squad Dark, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, theirs is different than mine, actually. I read the solicitation for Suicide Squad Dark, and it didn't sound as good as mine. <laughs> as Kuro points out, uh, the creators all did get paid for their pitches, which is good. Oh, that's good. But that I, is. I really wish that like they all just got done. Like we said when we, we talked about it, I think last week or the week before, they should have just done like a big anthology book and just like... Where they're all in there. Yeah, where, where they're all just like... Like one one story that'd have been nice yeah again because it, it, again there's like it, you love to see the creativity and you're happy that they got paid even if their pitch is just going to be sitting in a vault somewhere mm -hmm. but it just feels like you should be celebrating this creativity and not turning it into like a contest amongst yeah. fans to snipe yeah. at each P other pitting writers against writers basically yeah, because again, like I tried covering that Robin book, uh, and I had to stop because the fans in the comments section were so unbelievably shitty. Yeah, they didn't want yeah. to talk about Robin. They only wanted to talk about the book they voted for that they didn't yeah. get. And so a bunch of fans held it against the winning book, and I'm like, that's bad. That's why I didn't cover it because yeah, I saw it when it when it when it won. Uh, just like the post that that the announcer got around is just inundated with people just bitching. No, no one can hold a grudge like fucking comic book fans, apparently. Yeah. You have a John Kent Superboy book, Tevia. It's called Superman, Son of Kal-El. We're going to talk about issue 10 later on in the episode, because that was new this week. Uh, moving on from there, another big announcement, this time from Marvel. Avengers BC, The Secret of Thor is a brand new <laughs> event coming soon to the page. Go see about it. Yes, I, 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 I'm really excited for this just because everyone else uh, thinks it's the worst fucking thing ever. So, of course, mm. I, I fucking love it. Cause mm. I, num, 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 num. Yeah, give me your salt. Yeah, give me, I need my salt. <laughs> Be feed me <laughs> I, I, like yeah i'll even admit i'm one of those people i had it out on twitter i'm like why why are we doing the secret parentage of thor we you said you said it was gaia and then donny kate said it didn't matter that it was gaia because freya was the one who raised him literally we just got done that arc in thor why are you doing this now and the answer is jason aaron wrote that story and now he wants to tell it <laughs> well the chances are maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with that and this is it's like a clickbait title <laughs> it very well could be because again aaron has done that before too yeah yeah <laughs> again like heroes return had nothing to do with the old heroes return no no <laughs> and heroes reborn it was just you know hey, we just took the fucking name because we liked it yeah and again, we'll probably be the same deal here. But again, I, I guess we're going to be getting more Thor content across a bunch of different books because he's going to be getting that new movie soon. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Is his mom the Phoenix? Probably fucking not. Um, no. Unless they revealed that Gaia was the Phoenix at one point because I don't think we got Stone Age Phoenix's name. No, we kind of got a story though where she was, like, she was like a cave woman who like got like outed from her tribe. And, like, she was left to die, and that's when the Phoenix found her and stuff. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, but I, but again, like I think he made it really clear that the Phoenix was just fucking with Thor and trying to throw him off his game by saying it. Right. She's his mother and everything. Her, her, and Odin did have like an affair. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. In in classic Phoenix fashion, maybe maybe this too is just to keep Phoenix away from Krakoa and from what the X Men are doing right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah. May, let's keep them away from that because if they get that, that's gonna not be good. <laughs> Like, like that's like year five of Krakoa. We'll bring the Phoenix back in and let them do something with that. Yeah, I'm still, I, I I'm still uh, kind of shocked. We haven't gotten that story in any of the X Men books where they're like, they're like shitty. That like someone other yeah. than a mutant hasn't has, has the Phoenix has a, Force. I know they 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 kind of toyed with it in one. Fuck, what was it? There was like a mutant that was getting kind of shitty, but they kind of like just did away with it really quickly. I am- Maybe that'll be a sub thing in Judgment Day too, when Avengers meet up with the uh, mm. X Men again, and they're like, "What, Echo? Yeah, yeah. Why do you have that? Give it back. Oh yeah. shit, are we gonna are, are we gonna renegotiate this battle of the original X Men versus Avengers when we were fighting over the Phoenix Force? <laughs> shit, did, did Aaron write that too, or did Bendis write that? Who who wrote the original uh, that, Avengers versus X Men? That was Bendis, I think. That was okay. Maybe you're right. Cause yeah, wouldn't it be interesting? I'm like, wait, are there the same people working on this one now? Wouldn't <laughs> like, that do be over, funny? do over. <laughs> yeah, do over. Round two, round two. <laughs> and then we're gonna bring the Inhumans in, and they're gonna fight the X Men. <laughs> yeah, really, because we gotta re, uh, yeah, renegotiate everything. Yes, it was Bendis. Yeah, it was absolutely Bendis. Uh, so yeah, that's that news for you, everyone. Get get ready to learn the secret origin of Thor all over again. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, uh, we do have some Young Justice-related news. Uh, Greg Wiseman and collaborators announced that once this season is done, we're going to be getting a brand new comic series, the first new comic series in a while. It's canon, and it's going to be continuing after the show to fill in some blanks. Nice. Is this going to be like a, a digital? or? I can only assume it's going to be a digital. Yeah. I don't imagine they would give this one a full, uh, full physical release. Also, too, hey, interesting timing of this. They're releasing the comic when they have not announced one way or another if we're getting season five. <laughs> maybe, uh, you maybe, had, maybe, maybe this is like their, their thing. It's like, hey, maybe if the comic does, we don't have to do a cartoon. Yeah, how much interest is in there? Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm sure HBO Max is like, you know, fucking animation is expensive and you guys keep wanting more. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do we do with that? Uh, have you been keeping up with Young Justice this season or are you waiting for it to all be done? Uh, the last thing I watched of Young Justice, they were fighting The Reach. The Reach. Oh, God. So not since season yeah. two. You, yeah. You, I you did said. see, like, some episodes of, like, um, wasn't this season? Maybe it was the last season where, like, they introduced, like, Geoforce. Yes, that was The Outsiders. That yeah, was I did three. see some of that, but yeah, I haven't really been paying attention to it. Season four is cool because they realized that they can steal some ideas, interestingly enough, from comic storytelling. <laughs> and now every one of the original Young Justice members uh, gets an arc to themselves. Oh, nice. It's really well done. So Zatanna gets an arc, and Aqualad gets an arc, and, you know, Artemis gets an arc. We're actually in the Rocket arc right now because, hey, cool. we settled our lawsuit with Milestone, <laughs> which means we can tell Rocket stories now. Nice. It's fun. They introduce that she has an autistic kid, and then they set her up with Orion, who, again, she's not very nice to Orion, despite the fact that he is essentially the New God's version of autistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's it's very fun actually they do a lot of interesting stuff there but yeah so there's going to be a comic i'm happy about it because young justice is the most popular thing i do on my channel <laughs> so i'm happy to continue to milk it people do seem to like it yeah they do even if a lot of the time i think they only comment just to complain but those who <laughs> like it do like it it's it's always the same complaint too it's like it's not as good as the first two seasons i'm like yeah because they don't have as much money and that was a saturday morning cartoon and you're an adult now they're trying to write the show for adults <laughs> yeah they're trying to write it for the audience that grew up with the show <laughs> exactly which which ironically is something i think a lot of people had a problem with the legend of Korra as well where it's like well sorry the writers thought you could handle more complex <laughs> themes and ideas and sore you need an action scene every five seconds yeah yeah <laughs> like like it's clear wiseman really likes his star trek because a lot of the show is like classic trek where sometimes <laughs> your big action scene is like oh they walk down a hallway yeah yeah that's kind of what they do with it mm -hmm. but sometimes there are act there's more action scenes in this one than there are in three season three had a real problem like oh are they about to fight no guess i guess that's expensive <laughs> yeah i think it's, it was season three the, the one that had like I, they probably still do it but they had like the god-awful like cgi stuff like i remember like a, a god-awful like cgi motorcycle flying thing it, it's not that bad but there are some sea monsters in the aqualad episode where i'm like ooh, those look bad <laughs> But, I mean, that's not a Young Justice thing. That's animation in general. Whenever they try and marry traditional and 3D, yeah. it almost never works. Never works, no. Never, never, ever works. So, yeah, get ready for that, everyone. Young Justice targets coming soon. Nice. Uh, now, with that, I guess we can hop on over into what we read this week. And there wasn't as much to read this week, but I'm sure what we did read, we can talk a lot about. Yeah, we should talk also about some of the books that we read the week before because there was like some big ones like Devil's Reign and stuff. Oh we yeah, talk, I guess if you want to talk, talk about, about that, we should cover it. Talk about the end of Devil's Reign and stuff because it was a pretty good ending. It was a really good ending. Holy shit, this one completely blew away the idea that, you know, Daredevil, the one time he had an event, it was shitty. Not only is it good, but it was probably one of the best, most complete feeling ones. The complete, yeah, it's like, it's like if, if, chip zadarsky was to say like i'm done with daredevil this would be like the perfect ending but he's not done no. he's gonna keep going <laughs> yeah. hilariously enough but yeah we we get the big battle in the streets between the purple men and his zombie horde uh the heroes get you know reinforced by all the heroes who broke out of jail so we see that story reconnect yep yep that was cool i i didn't read any of the tie those tie-ins or anything because yeah not i started to and then i stopped yeah because there was too fucking many of them <laughs> There was too many. None of them are bad, but none of them were necessary either. Yeah, none of them connected up to the main plot, and I didn't have to read any of them to understand the main plot. And we still never got that Luke Cage one. Did did that one not even come out? Never came out. Wow. Wow. Because because yeah. yeah, that was that that was that original Luke Cage book that got retooled. Yeah, be... got retooled into a holy tie shit. Because I was wondering that. I was wondering when I read that, I'm like, hey, what happened to that Luke Cage one? I never heard anything about it. Yeah crazy ah. crazy but poor poor hochi anderson i hope they eventually let that one come out because i was interested in it yeah but yeah so they're fighting it out in the streets uh the last of the purple child is their only hope to defeat Kilgrave, and so luke heroically goes to protect the kid and like watch over him and that's a great moment mm-hmm uh daredevil goes to finally have his one-on-one -on -one against kingpin for killing his brother mike yep yep that was oh that was great great staging of a fight too to be like well why can't daredevil just totally kick kingpin's ass 
And the answer is because because he's fighting angry, he's fighting dumb, and yeah. Kingpin is exploiting that. He's uh, he's blinded by the hate. Absolutely, we we get like a, a an intergender tag match because they're fighting over there, and Typhoid Mary and Electra <laughs> are fighting on the other car. I'm like, oh, this is great because you set up since issue one two couples on completely different tracks who have come full circle to clash with each other. Yeah, it it was so cool. It was so cool. But yeah, uh, Daredevil ends up getting hold of the 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 purple Wayne cane thing he had, and tries to use it to stop uh, Kingpin and like kind of make him feel all the all the uh the the evil he's brought on the world and kingpin's pain, like yeah. Kim, kingpin's like ah cool yeah it's great he has his own thanos but yeah. like i compel you to feel bad about all the people you've hurt and lives you've ruined and he's like motherfucker i wouldn't change a <laughs> yeah. thing he got a huge erection when he did that yeah sure did he's off panel but you can see <laughs> i'm not mad about nothing motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they, they have it out and again about everything coming full circle daredevil thinks you know i i should kill him i should i could do it and Elektra's like nah people are watching i now understand what you've been trying to tell me because i become a hero i know how important symbols are you know mm -hmm. you you almost ruined your life when you killed that guy by accident imagine what happens if you kill fisk on purpose yeah yeah that, that was a great moment for Electro, where she's she's finally realized the uh the importance of like the daredevil symbol and yep. who daredevil is it's great yep she's found the beauty and worth of heroism and everything there and you're like well i guess the story's over two amazing epilogues on yeah. this one fisk even though he was caught slipping even though luke is mayor it doesn't matter because the Stromwind twins try and break him out because as we remember back in issue one they think fisk has what it takes to be their presidential candidate and if he's willing to work for them they'll you know uh wipe away his record and you know we can just keep on keeping on the way they are but kingpin doesn't do it in fact he kills all of them to send a message to his son butch that once you start bowing once you start living under one thumb in this crazy gangster world it'll never stop but once you start making deals with the devil you can't stop yep it's really good and also almost kind of feels like zadarsky doing a bit of commentary on kingpin in the last couple stories because he was bowing a lot he bowed to alexa lucan in the power mm -hmm. elite in captain america he bowed to kindred over in spider-man yep. this is this is again to use a wrestling term this is wilson fist getting his win back <laughs> getting his heat back <laughs> Uh, bland man helping us out in the comment section pick your poison keep ezra's flash in exchange you get a comic accurate green arrow replaced with grantis flash but steven amell is green arrow <laughs> steve you know, amell became like kind of a great arrow at the end by there, the end by the end but it was like those first like three or four seasons which was just terrible <laughs> amell seems like a nice guy there's worse things i guess yeah and i guess it would also further justify uh, what is it all those years spent watching the CW shows and absorbing that to see him kind of canonized along with Gustin. Yeah. But yeah, so that's great. Butch finally gets everything he ever wanted because Kingpin leaves him his crown. Essentially. I leave you the story, tell them that you killed everyone and you know, you no one will take any shit from you. Yeah. You killed, he killed the Kingpin and uh, usurped his throne basically. And no one will like touch you ever. Yeah. It's the only thing I can give you, my son. I can't give you the love. I can't give you all those years, but I can give you everything you've ever wanted. And oh, oh, the Shakespearean tragedy when Butch realizes, wait, that means everything Mike said was right. Yep. I shouldn't exist. 
and he definitely killed Mike. Oh no, yeah. I'm Kingpin. I have everything I want, but it cost my friend's life. I should have listened to Mike. Didn't I listen to him. I should have listened to him. The, the uh, Stone never came back. Never came back. No, but maybe Butch will look for it now. Yeah, or uh, Wilson has it. Or Wilson has it. He's keeping it in his back pocket just in case. And yeah, with that, Kingpin gets to escape. He gets to ride off into the sunset. Literally realize... sails off into the sunset. <laughs> realizing what he should have realized like two arcs back and that is like look i have you typhoid mary i have love the thing i never had before in my life i don't need anything else you know everything i built everything i suffered for it's fine because i have you and i'm like wow what a beautiful sympathetic story that they built for the kingpin that of course a lot of readers didn't understand because you know the villain the villain has to lose and get the comeuppance and and not get anything good but i fucking love that the villain like got away uh, got a happy ending and everything it was so fucking good also too if you were reading the story right at that point you know there were people way worse than fist fist oh, yeah. had honor and rules that he followed the storm winds were worse the storm yeah. winds were ready to destroy hell's kitchen and rape america yep. just to line their pockets doc ock was worse he was going to like destroy the multiverse and like turn mm-hmm. new york into a police state purple man is worse like they yep. were sure to put that story and fill it with people who were way worse than kingpin yeah yeah absolutely absolutely again that's basically been the theme of zadarsky's daredevil from the very beginning fisk and matt were on similar paths they just (laughs) couldn't see it yeah yeah until the end yeah and speaking of uh, similar paths matt thinks you know well they all thought mike was me and mike is dead maybe i should stay dead yeah so matt murdoch is uh more or less dead daredevil can't really do anything anymore like he there's no no need for a daredevil in new york so he's thinking bigger he's gonna international international and to do that he's decided to join electra and her version of the hand the fist fist, and um become the fist and probably fight frank castle who's now leading the hand Which is crazy to think. I'm like, wow, did they plan that that far in advance? Because again, <laughs> that also ties into something Zadarsky did early on in the run, where Punisher is the only one being sympathetic to Matt when he accidentally killed that guy. Where yep. he's like, cool, you finally see things my way, huh? <laughs> no, you crazy man. So now, once again, they are on opposite sides. <laughs> two two parts of the same coin, uh, also destined to clash in battle. <laughs> So yeah, Devil's Reign was great. It was fantastic. Ar- arguably the best event of the year so far. So far, yeah. It's going to be hard to top. In fact, it's probably one of the only events where it's like, wow, they actually pulled that off. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to keep getting it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, uh, Lord Doom in the chat there for that. And hey, uh, thank you from Mexico too. We were just talking about Mexico at the beginning of the show. Matt and I need expensive <laughs> dental surgery. Yeah, we're coming to Mexico. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know where we're going yet, but we need we need expensive dental surgery, and we hate having to pay for it where we are. <laughs> but yeah, Devil's Devil's Reign is awesome. Yeah, it's great. Real re- real solid story. Now, I guess the biggest story that came out this week was, of course, uh, Jeff Johns' big return to DC Comics with Flashpoint Beyond issue number zero. Yeah, a sort of lead into Dark Crisis. We're not really sure yet. I'm pretty sure it will have something to do with Dark Crisis since it's spun out of Joshua Williamson's stuff. It's also a sequel to Flashpoint and a sequel to Justice League Incarnate and also a sequel to The Button and Doomsday Clock. Yes, it does a lot. It does a lot. It, 
it, it does all that while also having a big old moan as well too. <laughs> this I, I don't think I have ever seen uh, Jeff Johns angry right before, but this is probably the angriest work he's ever put out. <laughs> but the thing is, though, it fits with the character. It, I mean, it fits with the version of Thomas Wayne that Johns invented for Flashpoint. Not so much the one Joshua Williamson well, was doing where he was, you know, rehabbing him. Well, see, yeah, that, that, that's what I thought was kind of interesting because you have this this rehabbed character who has learned to be a better Batman thanks to Bruce mm -hmm. and everything and knew that he was wrong, be thrust back into the world that John's made where everything was, like, bad and, fucked like, up and yeah, all fucked up and, like, and nothing matters and all that sort of stuff like how, how does he unlearn every lesson <laughs> how does he change that yeah yeah and he ends up like going back and i think well i think that there's probably something to do with that the world like doing that to people like mm, that, right. that flashpoint like it makes people do that like kind of molds them into into it your your, mic, your mic just fucked up again oh did it yeah no, no. no it's like really loud Shit. oh it's back to normal now we, nope, no, it's fucked up again. Okay. <laughs> now? It's it's really, it's like crackly and, and shit. You get it's yourself a new mic, man. You gotta buy one of these new HyperXs. I, 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 it looks great. I want a new HyperX. If I wasn't trying to save up four grand for my teeth, I would have bought one already and yeah. a new camera. There you go. It's, it's better now. Okay, thank fuck. <laughs> But yeah, Thomas Wayne isn't the only Batman in this story, too, because we also have a Batman. Don't ask what time and what place that Batman is from, but he's there. It's definitely Earth-Zero Batman. Right. And and he's working with Mima Marionette from Doomsday Clock. Yes, yeah, our first time seeing them, and uh, apparently they have another kid. Yes, they have a kid. That, that kid, I think, was I mentioned in Doomsday Clock. They had the kid, because he, he was being like held hostage or something, mm. making him by someone and uh yeah they're looking for uh janie slater's watch uh that yes. dr manhattan had that rip hunter has because rip hunter's yes. been a uh, rip hunter and the time masters have been who were seemingly evil um yes we so, don't know yet we got a whole creepy board filled with like weird cryptic shit like 5g averted deathstroke isn't acting like deathstroke yeah yeah like return to the justice society all this all this shit that's like gonna feed into dark crisis and stuff and uh yeah they're, they're trying to sort something out obviously the watch uh i have to imagine maybe maybe batman's trying to get to flashpoint maybe May maybe reason. use the watch because the watch was dr manhattan's maybe right. the watch has like the tachyons that allow like the, you maybe. know the universe travel sort of thing well maybe he has to use the watch like the button when you put that with psycho yeah. pirate's mask yeah 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 it opens a door to flashpoint don't ask why it just does <laughs> that's that's yet another story that uh what is it jeff johns never got to finish i i do like uh when he runs down everything that's happened from thomas wayne since he still takes the time to dunk on tom king's yes. run a little bit yeah, yeah. That, that, i was i was I, evil there that was wrong <laughs> I, I was wrong it made no sense and the reverse flash saved me i'm like really was it reverse flash because i thought it was supposed to be dr manhattan and then you all just changed it out of the blue and hoped we wouldn't notice <laughs> which which is weird because jeff johns has like very not nice things to say about like 
Dark Knight's death metal by say when like someone writes on a board, everything matters. This fucking bullshit. But he honors the reverse flash thing that uh, Joshua Williamson wrote. Maybe it's because he knows Joshua Williamson is the top dog in this, you know, company now. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely strange. But again, like I, I'm sure like it will flesh itself out like as I the story so. goes along. Because again, like Flashpoint shouldn't exist anymore. And, and Thomas Wayne knows it shouldn't exist. Like I changed everything. This universe was erased. Uh, I witnessed it get erased. So how, how, how on earth did Darkseid like blast me back here? except for the other time it came back in the button and then got <laughs> destroyed. And then I'm assuming it came back again too, because Perpetua and the universe got reset after again, death metal, but who the fuck knows? That's probably how it's going to be. Uh, retcon. Yeah. Like it, it, because the universe reset at the end of infinite frontier, it's going to like My re reset that. Yeah. My whole thing, too, is like, well, you know, there's a lot of implications here for, like, the universe because, you know, Batman uh, looks through the Time Master's files and he finds something called a, the Divine Continuum. Yeah, DC. Which is been, <laughs> how about that? The initials are DC. It's a big, like, Yggdrasil-style tree that involves the multiverse and the omniverse and hypertime and the dark multiverse. And basically, it's big nerd Jeff Johns trying to make all of this fit and make sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing if we get to see more of that. Yeah, that, oh, that's I'm the sure stuff I really fucking like. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, Jeff Johns, you clearly got a lot of ideas since you were gone. You clearly have a lot of thoughts for what other writers were writing. Is any of this going to matter? Because Dark Crisis is coming in like, what, a month or so that's going to reset everything anyway? So does it matter? Well, I have to imagine, again, I think it feeds into Dark Crisis because, I mean, Thomas Wayne was a big part of all the stuff Joshua Williamson set up. And I, I imagine he's going to have to, he's going to be trying to get back to uh, the prime universe, you know, because he doesn't want uh, his flashpoint to exist. Because that means his son is dead and his wife's the fucking Joker and yeah. all this fucking awful shit. Uh, Barry, Barry is dead now because of what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was great. Oops. <laughs> Uh, really dark and also reminded me of the dark multiverse issue they did where Barry yeah. dies in the chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, there's a serial killer running around Flashpoint universe called the Clockwork Killer, yes. who's killing all the time travelers. Yeah, killer, and then and like replacing their like innards with like clockwork Gears. and stuff. I wonder if that's related to the watch because clocks, clockwork. Yeah, it's Doctor Manhattan's father, or some shit like that. Yeah, he was a clockmaker. He sure was. Bland man helping us out again. I imagine if uh, the Mexico you guys go to is the one from Breaking Bad, instead of fixing your teeth, you guys just create and sell <laughs> I don't man, want to go to that one. That one's terrible, and it's got, like, that piss filter on. I don't like oh, that no. piss filter. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Some shows put piss filters on things. All shows do. Moon Knight's, like, the only one that didn't. I know. I like that. Man, that last Moon Knight episode in Cairo was great. Mm. Makes me want to go to Cairo. Yeah looked fun uh but yeah so this this issue again there's a lot of wait and see attached to this one my big takeaway from it was like wow john seems really angry about everything and also who's who's his big reveal considering the last time he wrote here it was the watchman oh the time masters are your big reveal okay that's not as cool as the watchman but all right i did like them bringing back corky baxter that's like a character we haven't seen since the 50s yeah that's a real I, I get literally everyone in my comment section who yeah 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 oh yeah but but see i don't think jeff johns is angry it's more so or like his writing is angry because thomas wayne is angry he's back in the world he thought he 
he saved and like erased and didn't happen and like he's now back there and everything's terrible and so everything he did doesn't matter and that's where the anger and frustration comes from Right. I, I don't. I don't feel like, like he's. He's. The, I don't feel like it's Jeff Johns being like, "Oh, this fucking sucks." I should. Doomsday Clock should be canon. You know, all that it sort should, of stuff. It should be the thing that. I mean, I guess I'll have to wait for issue two. But yeah, this this tasted of sour grapes to me. A lot of this, like these are the stories I wanted to tell and didn't get to tell because I was ousted and I was your fucking boss, everybody. <laughs> and you didn't like me, and now I'm back writing this because I guess I'm under contract for at least one more. <laughs> So here's a sequel to everything I've written, and Flashpoint is my most important work, which is interesting because I don't think he ever thought Flashpoint was his most important work, yet here it's kind <laughs> of saying that it is. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Eric Santi, thanks, Matt, for your review of X-Men Red, especially since some reviewers didn't get the point of Storm forming a brotherhood and thought she was evil. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that going on in the X-Men books. Do we want to talk about X-Men Red We because we didn't get to talk about it when it came out? Uh, you can talk about it. I didn't get a chance to read it, but oh. I read the other X-Men books. That yeah, came out. Uh, so you'll probably be a bit more rewarded in reading this if you read all of uh, Al Ewing's Sword, because it's literally right. a follow-up from that. Which I did not, which is why I didn't, because I'm like, okay, some of these are just direct sequels. Yeah, it's it's much like uh, Immortal X-Men. This one's very uh, wordy, very dialogue-heavy, yes. because it's setting up a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, Mag Magneto leave, left Earth, came to Araco and settled yep. on Araco built his yep. big castle made a friend with a guy called fisher king who we find out is a rock guy but doesn't have mutant oh, powers interesting uh and magneto's like has a moment where it's like D -d 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 do i racist him or like what, what happens <laughs> what you do? know yeah what do i do what do i do um we find uh roberto da costa sunspot has made the red lagoon on araco oh. uh he's like his bar he's like trying trying to like liven the place up a little bit because he's like eh, it's, it's all death and destruction and we need like parties and disco and everything naturally kobak uh his friends like i don't know what disco is but okay whatever my 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 uh my husband died in the pits of of uh, of vile and i've mourned him for a year and <laughs> roberto's like yeah party yay um vulcan vulcan is there and he's fucking pissed that the shiar are there because it's like a neutral ground right uh, and yeah, like, they enslaved him for a long time yeah and he's like hey, i used to be your supreme leader commander guy now gladiator just gave it to xandra xavier and ah fuck you i'm crowan royalty because i'm related to scott summers i'm summers you know i'm crowan royalty rah, rah, rah. thunderbird comes in and like beats the shit oh out thunderbird's of him. in this book nice yeah thunderbird comes in beats the shit out of him because he's like calling himself royalty and it's like yeah fuck you fuck Koa, all this bullshit you used my brother and turned him into a soldier all oh that that's sort of fun i'm really excited for that thunderbird one yeah. shot they're gonna do yeah uh abigail brand and uh cable turned up last time we saw abigail brand she joined orchis against Krakoa. yes um and but Which she's is interesting because she's dating beast in the x-force yeah. books and mr Spymaster has no idea i don't think she's dating him anymore for, I, th well, I think they said they broke up in a mortal yeah. x-men but in the x-force book they're together for at yeah, least a maybe minute. it's not caught up yet yeah probably not um but yeah she she's like trying to calm everyone down and uh she's uh we find out she wants to set up an x-men for uh uh mars mm -hmm. x-men red um and so she goes to see uh before she goes to see storm she actually ends up taking vulcan and like they they want to throw vulcan off off of arako and like take him back to krakoa and because he's you know, being a dick yeah because he's but she's like oh well, sword will take him he'll he could be useful 
he could be he's very, very powerful um and roberto knows that she's fucking up to something and she goes to see storm who's busy uh trying to decide what her rule of Araco is going to be because she's technically the queen she doesn't like calling herself queen because she's the regent the voice yes. of soul she hates that people like isker and everything always like uh call her queen and even mm. though that's kind of what she is so she's trying to figure out that like her rule um isn't like orwellian or like like right, krakoa right. or like what it was when she was uh part of wakanda and everything she um, wants to do it differently. She wants to yeah, take what she's learned. Yeah, but she, she's having problems because, like, when she... Because on Araco, you have to fight for, for like, your seats and everything. Like, literally mm. fight to the death. And she ended <laughs> up fighting a... Uh, back in, like, Sword, she ended up fighting a, a shapeshifter who took on her own form. And, oh. and um, kind of got in her head a little bit because she keeps remembering, like, the shapeshifter was only, in, uh, was only telling her that, like aurora is only interested in power and power corrupts because mm. she's seen it all happen before and 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 that's sticking with aurora and she's like yeah well i've seen that happen with like xavier on on krakoa it's kind of all going to his head and you know wakanda was kind of like that when i was there so i want to do things differently and that's when brand comes to her and be like hey lead my x-men team <laughs> and, and like kind of instill some sort of um uh authority on on Araco and kind of right, sort right. everything out um but she doesn't want to do that she's like no no that's that's wrong that these people need to be free because they were imprisoned for like eons yeah these people need to be free and uh so brand's like yeah well fuck you i'll make my own x-men team and we'll probably be powered by orchis so we'll be evil guys and then storm decides well in that case i'm going to set up the brotherhood of evil mutants but they're going to be the good guys they're going to be the good guys this time so she goes oh what a fun inverse your evil x-men versus our good brotherhood so she goes and recruits uh roberto and magneto and the fisher king nice that sounds like a good setup yeah i I loved that um the brotherhood are now good guys that's so cool and she gets cool new outfit she gets like a she looks like a punk it looks really good big mohawk and like like leather jackets and shit this looks cool mohawk storm is the best storm we yeah. can all agree yeah also fun power dynamic between storm and magneto now the guy who founded the original brotherhood yeah i'm intrigued to see what his thing is because like his thing in the whole issue was like ah, i don't give a fuck anymore i tried to do something on krakoa like no one fucking and no one like it's kind of like what moira was doing where it's like no one treated me with the respect i deserve mm. they all saw just like the monster magneto yeah, like, he's got a real bit of boo-boo face yeah. going on, doesn't uh, he? And also on, on Araco, he's no longer calling himself Eric. He's calling himself Max now. Oh, interesting. Trying to change it up. Fresh start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess while we're on X-Men, I should probably talk about X-Force because I had two X-Force books, uh, 27 and the annual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of this is the fallout of X-Lives and X-Deaths, and thankfully the fallout was actually much better and more interesting than the story itself. <laughs> really? <laughs> It really was. So, like, Wolverine's back, and he's like, oh, what a fun adventure, traveling through time and space and everything. I'm glad everything is under control and nothing is fucked. And the Cerebro helmet that let him travel back in time starts glowing red because it's corrupted now. Oh, no, is that possessed by Omega Red? <laughs> we, we Well, actually, it's funny you should say that Omega Red's actually a big part of this story. Uh, Sage, empowered by Emma Frost, because now she runs most of the council there and by most of the island, is like, hey beast i'm sick of your war crime shit (laughs) you know xavier and magneto might have given you leeway but you know xavier's not as powerful as he used to be and magneto's not fucking here so you answer to me now (laughs) and he's like "Mm, i don't like that at all 
Uh, <laughs> and even Sage is going against him now. And she's like, look, you know, when X-Force was founded, we were going to have one side for brains, one side for brawn, but we need a side for heart. We really actually fucked poor Omega Red over. We made him into a sleeper agent. He only betrayed us when he found out that we killed him, resurrected him, turned him into a human listening device. I think if we bring him back, actually fix his condition that makes him feed on life, he might actually be willing to come and help X-Force. And if we're going to be fighting Mikhail Rasputin and the Russian government, we're going to need more Russian mutants. Yeah, okay, okay. So we got to try and bring him back and we got to turn him. And that issue is Sage going around to all the different members of X-Force. It's like, are you are you okay with this? And surprisingly, they all are. Wolverine's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess it would be shitty if I denied someone a second chance. Look how many second chances you've all given me. Yeah, yeah. Also, the way Beast was acting, experimenting on mutants and everything, that's that's some real Weapon X shit you're doing there, dick. <laughs> I don't like that. And Quentin Quire's like, normally I'd say no, but I've been like living and learning a lot through all my own deaths. And if he turns against us, I'll just kill him. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's let's have him on the team. Let's give it a try. And Beast is so pissed off, he goes to Mars and he commiserates with Abigail Brand. Okay, okay. And he's like, oh, I'm losing control of my team, and they don't like me anymore, and I'm just, oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> I won't get to do all the fun war crimes that I used to do. It's all bullshit, man. <laughs> and so they resurrect Omega Red, but he's still kind of freaked out. They're like, well, we got to give him the choice to join the team, because if we, like, press gang him into it, then we're no better than the Russians are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they do that, uh, hey, Forge is dead. Uh, Cerebrix uh, ate his head and is oh, now no. running around the island. We've got a head-eating helmet on the island. What do we do? Oh, no. Also, Forge got his powers back, too, even though they shot him with a bullet that took the powers away. Yeah, he he was mentioned in uh, this week's X-Men as well because he made, like, a gun for yeah. Uh, Rogue. Yeah. yeah, they got around it very easily. It's just like, yeah, they killed me and they brought me back with powers, so it's really easy to get around, actually. <laughs> so much for the power destroying bullet it's really easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh x-force is all x-force annual is also about beast battling against emma frost and beast willingly sends his own team into a trap an orchis trap <laughs> where the deal is they've built like this you know white room where they try and test the limits of all the mutants powers where it's like okay if we stab wolverine in the same place over and over again will he be able to heal the same way hey, Domino is able to mess with probability, so if we put her in, like, a death maze where every single door leads to death, how's that going to work? <laughs> and uh, for Quentin Quire, it's like, okay, we've developed a new sonic weapon to deal with Omega-level psychics. Basically, it hits you at just, a, just the right frequency that it fucks with your mind. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and uh, they, they leave there, and Quire's like, oh, geez, no, I hate leaving empty-handed. Hey, Beast, I got this sonic weapon to fuck with Psychus. Do you think we could do anything with it? And Beast's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can. I'm going to use that against Emma Frost. We can use we can use this for so many war crimes. So many war crimes. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> and you find out, it's like, oh, so that's why he sent them in to this trap, because he knew Orchis was building a device that could allow him to fight Emma Frost. So they're really building up to hellfire company versus x-force nice nice which should be very interesting because you wouldn't expect those guys to fight each other but they are yeah yeah well i mean like emma emma herself is is like kind of going against the council and everything now because she knows like what magneto and xavier are up to so she's like ah fuck it all He's i mean she is all. the council now yeah yeah she's pretty much got like them all by the balls her yeah, and Desti the her destiny and, and mystique 
Yeah, she's the queen of Krakoa now, essentially, and Beast doesn't like that. No. Especially because Beast, in that Immortal book, wanted to become a new member of the Council, and they yeah. shot him down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that continues to be super fun and super awesome. good. And I, and I guess if we're talking about X-Men, we might as well talk about X-Men 10 that came out this week. Yeah, the continuation of Game World, finally. Finally, I know, right? Again, this feels like... Poor, poor Duggan, because literally he had to spend a whole issue just setting up all these other X-Men books. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, why I really like it, like, because this issue was all focused on uh, on Laura and her mission to mm -hmm, Orchards. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like, like, we're issue 10 now, and we haven't really had a full issue where the team nope. is together as a cohesive team nope. doing superhero shit like Scott wanted them to. It's the worst thing about it. It's really unfortunate. Clearly, Duggan had a vision, mm -hmm. but this book lives to serve other books. Yeah. You could also say that maybe that's, like, part of the story, where, like, because Scott wanted them to be more a superhero team, Xavier yep. didn't, and, like, Xavier and, like, the Council and Krakoa are always getting them involved in, like, other shit, so they don't do that sort of stuff. Yeah, because it does feel like a book that's constantly getting jerked around, because there was the yeah. Game World stuff, then there was the Captain Krakoa stuff, yep. and then nothing until we picked up with Game World now. Yeah, 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 they had, the, like, the Vault stuff, and then that didn't really go anywhere except to uh, further Sync and Laura's relationship. And, like, even all the stuff with Rogue and Gambit, it's like, are you even on this team? Yeah, yeah, Rogue is, but Gambit's not. <laughs> and Gambit has been in such a big part, I, I will admit... I like the stuff with Gambit and Destiny. Like, Destiny yeah. is now back in Rogue's life, and she's yeah. calling her mom again and everything, yeah. but Destiny hates Gambit's yeah. guts. And it, it always has to remind her daughter that, like, hey, he's a bum. Yeah. Fuck him. Like, get rid of him. <laughs> Someone in the comments section brought up a great point, and that is that maybe the reason hates uh, that Destiny hates Gambit so much is that their relationship really mirrors destiny's own relationship with mystique and then yeah. she would be the bum in that relationship yeah maybe yeah it's like i hate you because i'm the gambit of my own relationship yeah. actually i could see that yeah so it's actually very fun in that regard we we get a uh, lady death strike back for a minute too who doesn't admittedly do much no yeah she's just kind of like a plot point to get uh laura up into orchards because we learned that they've they've had a uh doing experiments on her in a box and she's got like adamantium poisoning something that apparently comes for all uh wolverines. adamantium people yeah 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 it's easy to fix though you just need some of that wolverine miracle blood and you're good yeah apparently it just fixes you yeah it's very easy to do and then lady deathstrike just fucks off and i'm like oh that's sad i would have liked to have seen you as a villain or even joined the team because you're one of the weird x-men villain holdouts yeah, well, that, she made that. She made that issue. Uh, she made that um, point to say that she got traded to Krakoa, uh, yeah. which made me. I, I couldn't remember what happened, but I did think that she was maybe going to be like, uh, like a saber tooth situation where, like, right. oh yeah, she was traded to Krakoa and she just got thrown into the fucking the hole, the pit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Kali Frederick helping us out again. Loved Storm's new outfit. Looks dope. Loved Cable's burn on Thunderbird. Also, I wonder what happened at the Summer House with Vulcan. Vulcan's just gone crazy just because of all, like, the Shi'ar. He's got, like, like fucked head or something. Yeah. Now, there's a guy who probably should have been on the Marauders book because that's a space book now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, if we're going into space, can we take one space-faring X-Men with us? <laughs> Hey, Vulcan, you know your way around. <laughs> hey, Cannonball, do you want to go see your family again? 
Oh yeah, that's right. Cannibal is an alien family. Yeah, his wife is like shit. the leader of. His wife's Adam Smasher, the leader of the fucking. Uh, Holy shit! I Shia, like God. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Hickman Uncanny Avengers holdover. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, X Force is fun. Uh, X Men Ten is fun too. But I would have liked a little bit more about it. I wish I wish the book could like actually tell its own stories when it feels like it's, it's serving so many other books. It's even worse though because like the team's changing up very soon because we got Hellfire Gala coming up That's and right. the teams the teams getting ready to change up. So it feels like we haven't really gotten a chance to be with this team. Because we haven't actually. It's funny yeah. too, you know. All these new X Men books are like, oh, it's your fresh start. It's your fresh chance to get in there. Eh, not really. Yeah, not really. No, you need to have like, read yeah. like all of Hickman's shit to not understand yeah, what's if, going on. Yeah, if you don't have the context for any of this stuff, most of it's going to be gibberish. This is not a good jumping on point, no matter what they tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, let's have a look. I had, I had, I had Earth, uh, Earth Prime Batwoman issue one. Oh, yes, yes. More of the CW crossover that we never quite got. Yeah, so th- th- this is, uh, again, because it's comic books, they can do, like, big shit and, um, you know, it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, um, it helps. So, yeah, th- this issue finds uh, Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, fighting a Clayface and kind of going off the plot of the, sh- uh, the show where uh, a bunch of Batman's trophies of all these different villains got out into the city. So, like, Mad Hatter's hat... Uh, oh. uh, some killer croc stuff that turned some guy into like a killer croc. Um, <laughs> all this, all this stuff, and some of the stuff that got out was uh, Clayface's clay. Uh, that Batman had was trying to cure Basil, uh, of the stuff, but he couldn't, and uh, that ends up infecting a uh, a bullied teenager uh, named Tanner who ends up turning into Clayface, and um, Clayface ends up um giving this kid powers and the kid likes having the powers because he can pick on the bullies that were bullying mm, him makes uh, sense. and uh that woman has to find where tanner is because it's very hard to find him because he's made of clay he just like disappears into like the mud and you can't mm. find him anymore and so and because um they don't have the bat because it's going off the the season they, they don't have like the bat cave or any of the wayne right. technology because ryan's half brother who is like her joker is like taking over the company it's a whole fucking oh. thing whole fucking yeah, it sounds thing. like a whole, whole fucking thing. thing um yeah she ends up fighting um uh clayface and can't really figure out how to beat him and that's when lena luther from supergirl comes in and she she had a meeting with uh ryan because she thought ryan was still the head of of wayne uh enterprises but it's her brother but she ends up talking right. with ryan and it's like hey i i got a sustainable energy source for national city but it needs a cooling agent can i have mr freezer's freeze serum <laughs> um because she knows she knows all about she knows uh, ryan's batwoman thanks to kara and everything um right, right. but they don't have the serum because her brother's running wayne and they don't have access to it so they have to make it again and they end up making it and using it to power lena's thing on national cities but also uses it to destroy clayface mm. um to freeze him and like uh send him to arkham and um it's here where the actual crossover begins because we the big oh. the big bad of the crossover is revealed and it's magog Oh, holy shit. Yeah, he he appears to Tanner in the prison in the Arkham and um 
freeze freeze clayface and he again he's very much like magog in the kingdom come he wants to kill all these self-righteous heroes all the old heroes mm, you know you know right. the new heroes need to come in and you know help the people and everything so he frees clayface and he, it, it's implied that he's setting up a team right of some sort um because he disappears through like a portal in the prison and uh yeah that's kind of like where the book ends it has like a backup written by the guy who plays um luke fox about how luke oh, really? fox doesn't get a a, a, a like private life because he, he's dating stephanie brown and right. um he's always late to their dates because he's got to do shit for batwoman in the Batcave. Mm. and yeah it's a little fun little story yeah sounds interesting yeah so i'm intrigued to see where it's gonna go because the the next issue comes out this week and it's the superman and lois one oh yes i've seen the art from that yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing uh magog uh tangle superman that would be fun yeah absolutely yeah I, I i was really surprised that it was actually magog i had because you don't actually know who it is when you first see him you just see the staff ah. and i'm like i know that staff. i know who that staff belongs to that's fun i wonder if they did do the crossover if they had like magog's name and a hat of like okay who are crossover level <laughs> villains well i have to wonder like could we have done this in live action i'm like eh you probably could have, but it, like Clayface might have looked pretty bad because like Yo. these shows don't have the biggest budget. They do not. Yeah, but but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it's gonna go, especially because comics you can go a little bit bigger. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely can. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Superman there. Well, that's perfect because one of the other comics I read this week was Superman: Son of Kal-El, issue number ten. Yeah, pretty big issue pretty big issue uh yeah very much so we see the culmination of several different storylines they've mm -hmm. been building up to uh we get to see lois in her role as the truth actually stand up to lex luthor and uh president bendix and their whole misinformation campaign about uh john as superman and that that was so fantastic because great lois moment it, it was great lois moment as well because it's like you're pairing lois with like uh lex who they, they mm -hmm. have like a very long relationship so you oh, get like yes. this kind of banter between each other but lois is still like getting the best of him i like the the whole uh golden lasso thing that was mm -hmm. great yes i have wonder woman's lasso now it was just rope with gold spray paint but i knew he'd run away <laughs> yeah yeah the smartest man in the world but what good did that do him <laughs> yeah L L luthor is just such a wonderful piece of shit in this issue too because he has a whole fucking press conference yeah. just to talk smack about john just to talk shit and it's like hey your father's not here so you can't do anything your, your mother's yeah. here but like what's she gonna do you know <laughs> yeah we, we can't trust this kid he's 17 he's untested you know we, we you know he's not mature enough for it you know we we need a better class of superman it's like but you hated his father every day of his life and now you're saying he's not good enough his son yeah well, well fuck him right so you're saying so you're saying if clark came back right now you'd be okay with it well no i'm not i'm just saying i want someone to bring back the time lex tried to be superman and it's like hey That's you tried right. to be superman and you're fucking awful at it <laughs> Yeah, that's a great gotcha. You're right. Oh, well, here you are running around with his ass. So, you know. Uh, Eric helping us out again in the chat. I know Duggan said most of the team won't change, but who would you want to stay? For me, keep uh, Wolverine, Sink, Sunfire. Yeah, Wolverine and Sink needs to stay because yep. so much of the book is about them. Yeah, and so much needs to be still said about them they need yeah. they need to sort out that whole relationship of them <laughs> very much so wouldn't be surprised if polaris ends up leaving because she won the last vote and they had to do a whole issue about her not wanting to be on the team yeah. because of the vote yeah sunfire i could see still saying because i like the uh the the sort of thing they're building with him being kind of a foil to Phalong. 
Yeah. With the whole Chinese so. Japanese sort of thing. I do like that. That is good. Yeah. And obviously Cyclops needs to stay too because you know it's Cyclops' team. That's His the team. whole thing. Yeah. Everyone else and I guess Rogue needs to stay because Rogue and Gambit and Destiny, that's a whole new storyline they're doing. Oh yeah. Everyone else is kind of disposable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I'm at. But yeah, Superman there. Uh, so yeah, Lois stands up to him in a big way, which is super freaking cool. You love to see it. Uh, Dick continues to be a great mentor to John, saying, hey man, don't worry. At every point in every superhero's life, we get framed for murder <laughs> yeah. and have to it, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it just means you're doing the right thing. It, you know, it's kind of like a rite of passage. If you, if you get framed for murder or like some, some one of your villains say like you murdered someone, it's bound to happen. <laughs> Get framed for murder, wear a bad costume, leave your suit in a dumpster to signify that you're quitting being a hero. <laughs> Get old in an old man story. It's all there. <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and Superman obviously is doing these Superman things, just still saving people regardless of what they say about him and everything. Yeah, and he, he... yeah he has that great moment in Dublin where he saves the people in the, in the, the museum. Yeah, and the dad is scared of him, but the daughter, you know, ends up putting in a good word for him. I thought that was nice, and I love this idea to justify Lois joining the truth, where it's like, yeah, Superman can't spend every day fighting every, you know, aspersion cast on his character because he's too busy saving lives. He needs basically a PR team to fight for him. Yeah, he can't reply to all the comments. No, he really can't, <laughs> nor should he, because it would be bad for him. Yeah, don't look at the comments, John. <laughs> No, don't look at the... Because uh, I run a moderately popular YouTube channel, and even I can't keep up with every comment. <laughs> <laughs> Try, though, I might. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jay and the Truth also have an interesting little side story here. Chaos Kitten and some of the revolutionaries are like, hey, you didn't tell us Lois was coming. Hey, why didn't you want to cover the Lex thing? You're kind of keeping a lot of secrets from us all of a sudden. Yeah, hey, these uh, Lex uh, Bendix drone people have bombs in the heads we had bombs in our head why didn't you tell yes. us this jay <laughs> yes when we were in the suicide squad nice call back to uh the other uh work there from tom taylor that we both yes. enjoyed yeah uh john gets his big coming out moment to his mother which was surprising to me because i'm like oh yeah i guess he hasn't done that yet yeah yeah and they did it in like a really great way where there's like that tense moment to begin with where like lois is like come into the other room we need to have a talk yeah. and, so, and so i can just imagine that like this uh, there is some people out there that thought like oh she's gonna like chew him out about it or something yeah i'm like but it's like this, it's this really great moment and then it's like ah, i always knew i'm a fucking yeah. star reporter you know is, really mom because i'm pretty sure you thought dad and superman were two different people <laughs> for like a couple decades and I, and I like how she like like excuses that but i was like hey, i've won pulitzer since then <laughs> since then there's a lot going on back then <laughs> it was the 90s you know <laughs> yeah, everything was happening back then <laughs> superman and, had know, a mullet you know it was sure it was wrong did. you know <laughs> And this beautiful Kodak moment is ruined by Uncle Batman showing up being like, hey, you ruffled the feathers of a dictator and an evil supervillain. You literally cannot stay at home anymore. Yeah, we got to come to a Justice League safe house, um, which is funny because they technically did this story before when the Kents had when Superman revealed his identity. Yes. And they had to go to the Kent farm, which was looked after by. Uh, which was like surrounded by like the league and they had all that sort of stuff and it still got destroyed and then bendix blew it up so geez you know the justice league safety stamp of approval isn't as good as it used to be yeah yeah 
And uh, on the way, Batman makes a big point of being like, and Jay can't come. Jay can't come where we're going. And it's like, really? How come? Because I have a dark secret to reveal. Yes, he's secretly <laughs> <Next> ultra-humanite. <laughs> yes, which is the theory you're working on. My theory <laughs> I've been working under forever is that he's Bendix's son. Yeah, yeah, it'll be something like that, yeah. Bendix's something son like or, like, yeah, somehow working for him or something yeah or something like that batman makes a big deal about him not being able to come on this mission but yes that's that's the big reveal there so everyone who's been theorizing about it hey i guess you were right <laughs> we, we we got both sides of the story where like he stays with johnny's becomes like a good character and everything but then there's also that caveat where he can be bad maybe yeah. maybe Ooh, but, uh, is, is again it could chat... also just be like just batman paranoia that's what I think, too. I'm like, it's not going to be as big a deal as Batman makes it out to be. They want this to be the big bombshell at the end of the issue. They're going to make a big point of whatever it being, John accepting and loving him through it anyway, because isn't that how these stories go? Someone someone actually brought up another interesting point, too, where they're like, I'm not surprised that Jay has a dark secret, because isn't that how every superhero love interest goes? They either die or are yes. secretly a villain or something to put yeah. them away. Yeah, yeah, to like put that toy in the box once uh, your story's over. Writer. Yeah. yeah. As Kali Frederick saying there, would love an issue with John and his gramps. Yeah, again, they brought Ma and Pa Kent back and then didn't do much with them. Yeah, well, they, yeah, again, they, I, he, they were kind of like shepherded off to like, uh, I guess they this whole time they've been like living in um, uh, like protection or something because yeah, yeah. like Superman's identity was out there or something. Yeah. I know Connor was living with them for a little while. Yeah, yeah eric also helping us out as well it's weird to think that a family dinner issue can happen with mystique destiny nightcrawler rogue and gambit uh yes please that's what we need and just like like destiny cat like like cattily sniping at like gambit every now and then yeah just being a total pain in the ass it ends in a food fight of course <laughs> mystique be like this is why we can't have nice things she pulls out a gun and just shoots the food <laughs> Because, yeah, you're all happy now, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> Does Gambit have any family that's still alive? I guess his father, the head of the the, the Teeves Guild, died a couple uh, years back, so we can't have him. Yeah, they'll hire someone. Well, I mean, hey, he was a mutant, wasn't he? So technically he can be brought back to life, right? Yeah, but I, again, Destiny's on the council. She'll be like, no, he cannot yeah. have his family back. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, come on. Let, let me get my dad back just a little bit. Come on. <laughs> oh, God, they're just, you know, <laughs> barbecuing pigs out in the yard, yeah, playing cards. Doing a crab boil or something, yeah. <laughs> oh, doing a delicious Cajun crab boil out in the yard. Just being huge stereotypes. <laughs> that'd be good i like that i like that a lot <laughs> but yeah so that was superman number 10 big things coming in the next issue yeah in the next issue uh that was basically it for me i didn't read much else this was a light week i actually got to get work done for a change which is nice yeah the the only other book i had was suicide squad uh 14 oh yes the penultimate issue or is this the final one no nah, this is penultimate issue we're getting a two-parter story and uh it's uh it, it's kind of good kind of bad because it, it just basically just like oh yeah war of war for earth three happened and we're not mm. going to talk about it um yeah wow <laughs> what, a, what a shame talk about flaming out right at the end yeah uh but it's kind of interesting because rick, rick flag's team is dropped back on earth prime by waller mm -hmm. um and just kind of like left to fucking deal with all of waller's pro problems because the waller contingency uh is put in place and like the american military like blow up the island and oh, and shit. everything and um uh 
a couple of weeks later rick is like running a team uh he's like running the squad now oh um which is really really interesting but like it's not going according to any of his plans because like as we know as throughout this whole run we've been told like yeah suicide squad are losers they often mm. don't get many wins and anything yeah. and and rick flag like at the start of the issue he's promising them like oh we're gonna run the squad and we're gonna be you know we don't need bombs in our head to tell us we're the mm-hmm. suicide squad and uh we cut to like their missions and like he's got like little groups going out on missions like he's got ambush bug and peacemaker uh stealing a bunch of match clones he's got uh dr oh. rodriguez who turned into like a sand meta um oh uh, she's like, How about uh, that? she's like breaking him out of like military prison, um, uh, mirror master and Calibra who is, uh, taking over the body of Wheelman, like a really, oh. sh- a really shitty meta. Um, of course. they, they, are, uh, are pulling a heist on Chet moneymaker Manheim. Um, <laughs> is he related to ugly man? Yes. Yes. He's his, uh, grandson. Of course. I think um to get to get like some like pendant that should help calibra get a body back um she's a ghost he's like running all these missions and they all fail spectacularly um because (laughs) uh that's you know what the suicide what's what the suicide squad does but like it's the added caveat that none of them will actually die like get their heads blown off or anything so like they're like wow this kind of sucks. Turns out Waller was on to something <laughs> yeah, all these yeah. years. It's like, wow, this like we don't have that hanging over our head and we're just doing these missions for for like Rick Flag who is basically Waller but without the bombs. This kind of fucking sucks. And 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 Rick Flag's like, no, no, I promise you like our next mission is going to be good. We just need funding. We're going to kidnap <laughs> Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to go out, go out big, I guess. And and that's where the issue ends. <laughs> amazing we're gonna rob lex luther as our last <laughs> yeah <mission>. yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah i just like i just like that they're just like okay yeah so uh earth uh, war for earth 3 happened and we're not going to talk about it. the only holdover from that is blood sports story where like he's dumped back on earth with all his right. multiversal brothers and he's been he's mm. like trying to find which world they belong on so he can return them because he doesn't know which that's interesting because the brothers are just normal people so they're like I belong on planet Earth. Okay, yeah, but which one? <laughs> that's that's very interesting, considering that his relationship with his brother is so important to him. Yeah, oh, he he fucking hates it as well because like they're all like living in like um like an apartment and it's just like a shitty apartment. So and there's like <laughs> trash everywhere. They're not like doing the dishes or anything. And he's like, oh, I fucking hate this. <laughs> to think all he wanted was to get his brother back. Now he yeah. has multiple versions of his brother and it sucks. Yeah, and he fucking hates it. <laughs> What a, what a monkey's paw wish. <laughs> All right. I guess with that, we can talk about what's coming out this week, then. I usually like uh, when we do that to close the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Nightwing, number 91, the continuation Ooh. of the Nightwing Flash team-up. Oh, nice. Finally, some more uh, on that plot. feels like that plot just, like, uh, stopped, like, because you yeah. did all those other team-ups and everything. Tell me about it. Uh, Flash, 781. Nice kid flash to work day is what this one is called yep uh we got hulk number six i think you and i dropped off on hulk but we might have to come back because they're doing a crossover with the thor book i'm still reading it still reading it. he he was he he fought uh the last issue i read he fought like a peter parker who got turned into a gamma irradiated spider-man oh oh holy shit yeah uh avengers 55 looks to be snake people yep they're serpent society they're multiversal serpent society Oh, that's cool, because there's a lot of them to begin with. Yeah. 
Uh, we got Wolverine number 20, which I guess is the fresh start of this now. And, oh, look, uh, Deadpool's here. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, you know, say what you will about this Krakoan era, but they sure did, you know, hold back on the impulse to just throw Deadpool into stuff. <laughs> well, didn't they, like... Uh, like kick him off the island or something and say he's he's not yes. allowed to, he's not allowed here no <laughs> yes he, he tried to crash the hellfire gala yeah. they're like no you're not invited get yeah. out yeah we could cure your cancer but we're not going to but we won't uh we got batman superman world's finest number two. Ooh, nice that'll be fun we got batman the night number four. Ooh, yes it looks like uh, he's fighting ninjas in nepal so that's gonna be cool Ooh, nice uh what else do we got going on here Ooh, we got uh captain america number zero this is the big zero mm -hmm. issue that's going to spin off into the sam and the steve book nice so that's cool uh catwoman lonely city which i'm actually hearing great things about now was that like a black label book or something yes it's like an old woman catwoman in the future where she's like the only one who can save gotham now in this like dark dystopian future nice who's writing that uh, yeah, who is writing that? Again, someone told me about it and it actually sounded really it great. It sounds like that... a Tom King pitch. <laughs> uh, Cliff Chang, actually, who's both okay. a writer, artist, colorist, and oh, variant uh, artist as well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> People are like, no, this is this is a black label book that's actually worth it because it's like about Gotham, but it's not about Batman. Nice. Cool. I'm all about that. Uh, Blue and Gold, number eight. Nice. Yep. shang chi number 11 so he just has the 10 rings now okay yeah yeah i know i know people were talking about that a couple of weeks ago where he's like hey you got the 10 rings from the movies yep uh trial of the amazons wonder girl number two okay i haven't been reading that <laughs> uh, neither have i again i might check it out when it's done doctor strange nexus of nightmares number one didn't we kill him yeah but he's back in another thing uh, yeah it's probably like a non-canon like just a little book probably Earth Prime number two, Superman and Lois, so you know you can check that out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all the superhero stuff, because yes, everything else is all indies and stuff. Nice. But there you go. So we got a we got a big week actually to make up for this slow week. There's a lot coming out. Yep. Yeah, they expect us to read a lot of them books. So uh, yeah, thank you everyone for coming and hanging out and listening to us. We had a really good crowd here for a long time. Thank you to Eric and Kali and Cowboy and everyone else for your donations there, and Bland as well. Very, very appreciative of that. It helps uh, keep this train going and helps uh, Matt and I afford our expensive dental surgeries that we need. Yeah, it's always helpful. Yeah, what are, what are the odds of that that we both need freaking expensive <laughs> dental shit <laughs> on done the at same, the same day. time? <laughs> on, on more or less the same day. Tell me about it. Christ almighty. So yeah, thanks everyone for hanging out and listening to us. We hope you enjoy the show. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get the show first before anyone else. Uh, Matt and I try and get the video and audio version up. You can listen to the audio version for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that definitely helps us. Every little penny helps along the way there. I try and get more stuff up for patrons, but it's hard. Uh, everyone else, you can listen to the show Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We drop it with ads, do an ad-free audio version later on in the week, and that's how it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, be sure to check us out next week. We'll have more stuff going on, and I guess uh, as the end of the month is coming up, uh, when is the end of the month this week, actually? Next week. As I look. Yeah, next week uh again do we want to do uh i guess we'll wait and see what the news is like because depending on what the news is like we'll do it next sunday or if not we'll do it the sunday after we'll do retro hero video again 
uh, we're going to be looking at the Stan Lee uh, reality show, so you want to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, boy, it's something special. <laughs> it's all up for free on YouTube right now, too, so I'll probably be able to put more clips in it. Yeah, yeah, we might even, yeah, might even just be able to stream the whole episode. <laughs> because, oh, boy, it is, it is something. It's it something, is. let me tell you. Yep. <laughs> it is, it's from a, a time that is both simpler and yet not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. We'll be back again next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.